This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 351. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 351. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Happy day after the 4th of July holiday weekend. I am very excited to be here with you today. And I hope that you are somewhere sunny and warm and summery and lovely. And I'm excited to be in your ear. We're going to talk about some fun things today. Get the wheels turning, get you inspired, fired up and motivated about dreaming, doing and decisiveness. I had a funny realization, like sometime in the last six weeks or so, I think that decisiveness is probably my number one struggle in entrepreneurship and has probably been my biggest struggle in the last 16 years of being an entrepreneur. And it was a kind of a light bulb moment for me. So I'm excited to talk to you about that today and talk to you about how I go about dreaming and doing the difference between the two, why one is more critical than the other, but they're both important. So we're going to dive into all that in just a minute. But first, we're going to talk about our Shameless Mom of the Week. So excited to honor this mama. So reminder that Shameless Mom of the Week always comes from someone who leaves a review over in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. They're the same thing, but Apple Podcasts is like the new name for iTunes Podcasts. And 
If you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, you can leave a review and let me know how the show has impacted you. And once I read your review and hear how the show's impacted you, I'm sure I will be super excited and fired up to nominate you as Shameless Mom of the Week and share your story and your kind words and thoughtful words on an episode. So here we go. This week's Shameless Mom of the Week is M. Hearts J. And she says, where have you been all my life? I discovered this podcast last week. There's so much I could say about what led me here. I love a good backstory, but I'll try to make it short. I decided to make 2018 my year, a year of change and self-reflection. I started with my outer self. I lost 30 pounds. Woot! And recently started focusing more on my inner self. This meant saying no to mindless activities and finding ways to engage my brain and to learn more about who I was and not who I always thought I needed to be for other people. So I started listening to political podcasts, stuff you should know podcasts, comedy, etc. And then I wanted to find something that would help me on a deeper level. I stumbled across Sarah's podcast and it has me excited and empowered. And I've only listened to 2.5 episodes. I started a journey this year to learn how to love myself. And I feel like Sarah is the guide I've been searching for. I have an obsession with notebooks and I had to go out and buy a new one so that I could take notes, set goals and see where I am in a year. I love this podcast. So yay, I'm Hearts Jay. Thank you for the review. I love everything you have to say here. I'm excited for you. And I also think it's really interesting when we start consuming content in one area of our life. And then we're like, oh, wait, I need to like be more specifically selective about this. So you start listening to podcasts that are about politics and stuff you should know and comedy. And then you're like, oh, wait, but I could like focus on me. (laughs) And I've totally been down that path too. And I think that's really fun, really exciting. And it's really nice to be able to indulge in that and learn on whatever level you want to learn and make it as deep and as powerful and as profound as you want to. Also, I love a good note taker. So I'm excited that you've got a notebook and you're taking notes. I highly, highly recommend that everyone do this. And I know there's a lot of you out there that have like your shameless mom notebooks where you're taking notes every episode or even just using your notes app on your phone because I really, really make an effort on every episode to give you some golden nuggets that you can turn around and apply immediately to your life so that you can always be in a place to take action every week after you listen to the show and really immediately implement things and integrate things that will have a quick impact and give you a quick win so that you feel that positive reinforcement of really engaging with the content and making change in your life and feeling big change over time by making little changes on a weekly basis. So thank you, M. Hearts J. You are awesome. All right. So content today. So excited to dive into this topic. And this is what's super funny about this is I knew I was going to do an episode on dreaming, doing indecisiveness for like the last month or so. And I got to a physical therapy appointment because I have a weird knee injury right now because, you know, hashtag this is 43. And I got to this physical therapy appointment early the other day. And I was like, oh, I need to like get ready to record dreaming, doing indecisiveness. So I put all these notes in my phone in my notes app. And then I came home to open up a document in my computer and like transfer them all over. And I was like, oh, funny. I already have all the notes for this episode. And I basically wrote out the same episode two different times. I don't even remember writing it the first time. I think I did it on a plane. And so I was like, oh, this is hilarious. I already wrote this out. And I had it like divided up the same way and everything. So I mean, again, hashtag this is 43. Like, I don't remember writing it the first time and all the notes that I made, but it's twice as good now because I was able to kind of elaborate 
on things as I went through the second time. And there was a few things I was able to combine between the two sets of notes. So I don't know, basically now you're getting like a two for one episode because I've planned it twice. So I think it'll be good. I want to start by talking about the difference between dreaming and doing, because we tend to get stuck in dreaming. And if you are a perfectionistic, high achiever kind of gal, we spend a lot of time dreaming because here's the thing. Perfectionism holds us back perfectionism leads to procrastination. And perfectionism really trips us up when we think about dreaming. So it feels really indulgent and lovely to dream about the things that we want to create and the life that we want to build for ourselves. But it also can feel terrifying. And so we often put these things off because we're perfectionists. We think, well, I like the idea of this, but I like to hold it way out there for something way down the road because the perfectionist in me is a little nervous, a little fearful of actually putting together a plan, actually taking action because what if I mess up? What if I fail? What if I look silly? All those things. So dreaming tends to feel really indulgent. And also we tend to get stuck in dreams and paralyzed and crippled in that intermediate place between dreaming and doing. And what that looks like in many cases is that we have dreams that we either have in our heads or we even say out loud, but they're always things that we hold out in front of us and like in some sort of timeline that's always a little bit just out of reach. So we say like, well, in five to 10 years, I'm going to do that. Or in three to five years, or when the kids get older, or when I make it to this next level in my career, or you know, when I have more free time, we tend to really put things off in these kind of arbitrary ways, thinking that in the future, we'll have more space, more resources, more time, because we feel like we have to be a little more perfect before we start to take action. We want to make the circumstances perfect. We want to make sure that we can make whatever the dream is, we can make it real pretty and implement it exactly how we really dream about it looking and feeling and becoming. And the reality is, Dreams come true because you take a lot of imperfect action. Like dreams come true because you do a whole bunch of really messy things. Dreams do not come true just because you talk about your dreams or you let them live in your head and you don't talk about them. So the difference between dreaming and doing is that doing is active. Dreaming is passive. And I want you to be really thoughtful around what are the dreams that you live in your head and your heart that you either never share because you're afraid of having to be accountable to them, or maybe you do share them, but you always share them as something that's like way down the road rather than being clear with yourself and honest with yourself around like, this is actually something I want and I deserve right now. And I'm going to start going after it right now. And here are the concrete steps I'm going to take. So let's get even more specific around this. Dreaming lives in your head and your heart. Dreaming does not have a plan. Dreaming does not have a start date. Dreaming does not keep you accountable. Dreaming is not an accomplishment. Dreaming is picture perfect and linear And it's often a series of perfect steps that take you to a perfect destination. Dreaming is future oriented. It's always about later when you have time, when the kids are older, when the circumstances are just so. That's when we think we're going to go after our dreams. Dreaming is outcome focused. So we think about the end game. We often don't think about those middle steps like the 18 things or the 1800 things that you have to do to get from point A to point B. We just think about that point B. Like me, I just think about waking up at my cabin on the water, sitting on the deck, sipping coffee with the sun like beaming down on me. That's the dream, right? When I think about that, 
I don't think about like how much money do I need to put away every month starting this year in order to get the cabin on the lake and who's the real estate agent that I need to hire and what lake do I want it to be on? Like, I don't think those doing steps that involve researching and planning and, you know, having 18 steps lined up and being action oriented right now, that's not dreaming. That's doing. So dreaming is outcome focused. We just think about the end game. I thought about this when I was considering skiing. I was like imagining just like coming down the mountain effortlessly, flawlessly, quickly, without falling, having fun and like, you know, doing seven runs and then going and sitting in the lounge and having a cocktail. Like this is dreaming, right? I didn't think about, oh wait, that means I have to like get over my fear of chairlifts. I have to have that first ski lesson where I'm terrified. I have to fall a million times. I have to, for me, like it ended up involving, like I have to hike between Vinny's Lodge and the lodge where I'm taking lessons every single weekend for multiple weeks in a row, which was like a logistical nightmare. So we don't think about those logistical things when we're thinking about dreaming. We're just thinking about this like magical moment when it's all come together. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 50 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like 
a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Dreaming feels indulgent and delightful, sometimes like something you might not even think you're worthy of. So it comes up a lot because, and I want you to listen to the last week's episode if you haven't already, because it was all about worthiness. When we let ourselves dream, we often go to this place of like indulgence and delight. And let's be honest, if we have poor self-worth, we don't think we're worthy of that in many cases. We don't think we're worthy of the lake house. Or we might think, well, I'm only worthy of the lake house if I've already like taken care of everyone in my family and like I'm giving X amount of dollars to charity. Like I'm only worthy of that if all these other things have happened. So you might dream about going on a vacation to Paris. And yet that feels again like light and indulgent and delightful. And then when you start to think about it a little bit deeper, you might think, well, I mean... I can't go to Paris. You know, I haven't taken my kid to Disneyland and we haven't like signed my kid up for the select soccer team, which costs a bunch of money and like all these other things, right? So we start to think, sometimes we start qualifying. When we get into our dreams, we start to qualify ourselves and have a sense that we're not worth our dreams. So there's that place where dreaming feels delightful and indulgent. And also there's this place where we don't feel worthy of our dreams and our dreams remain dreams because we don't ever step into our worth to take action on our dreams. Because to take action on dreams, you have to really qualify yourself and say, actually, I do deserve this. I do deserve the lake cabin. I do deserve the trip to Paris. I do deserve sitting in that corner office with a view of over the city. And when you get to that point of feeling like you're worthy, then you allow yourself to go from that thought of that delightful, indulgent place and really put a plan into action to making it happen. So I want you to be really clear that one of the steps between dreaming is doing is really establishing your self-worth, that you deserve all of your dreams to come true. And I want you to really think about that if you have big dreams, but you're someone who's always putting them off because that's probably self-worth getting in the way or perfectionism. And those two can be tied up in each other too. You might be a perfectionist because you don't have high self-worth. And so you might be a perfectionist because you think, well, in order to be worthy, I have to do something A plus 100% all the time rather than recognizing like, I can be super worthy and also screw up and be imperfect and be a complete disaster sometimes. So next, we have doing. So doing is your dream in action. Doing has a plan. Doing is a plan. (laughs) Doing has a start date. It has an end date. Doing keeps you accountable. Doing is an accomplishment. Doing is like crossing something off the list, right? You don't cross dreams off the list. You cross the doing off the list. Doing is not linear. It is a series of highs and lows and lefts and rights and often a number, like sometimes a decent number of wrong turns. So dreaming is super linear. Like I'm just going to do these three steps and then I'll be there and it'll be amazing. And doing is like, I'm going to do like 
18 steps and they might be all in the wrong direction. And then I'm going to have to take a hard left and take seven more steps. And that might be a little bit more in the right direction. And then I'm going to have to take like a slight right and take 17 more steps. (laughs) And then I still might have to make a U-turn. Like that's doing, it's never linear. It is always kind of a mess. It's always a lot of real squiggly lines. It is not from point A to point B, just like moving along a piece of graph paper. It is peaks and valleys all day, every damn day. Doing is action oriented. Doing is present oriented. Doing is not in the future. Doing is now. Dreaming is in the future. Dreaming is what we put off. We're like, well, later down the road. Doing is now. What am I doing now? Doing is step focused, not outcome focused. So doing is all about what is the next right step? When am I taking that? Like, am I taking it in five minutes or in two hours or today or tomorrow? But it's not like in three months, in three years, in 10 years. It's step focused. It's a series of steps and it's all about the next step. It's not necessarily about the end game. Doing is about the next right step and then linking together these series of steps over time. Doing feels scary, nerve wracking, uncertain, but it also feels determined and disciplined. Instead of that indulgent and delight, there's a determination that comes with doing. That now I'm taking this idea, I've decided I'm worth it, I've decided I'm going to go after it imperfectly, no matter how ugly, and I'm going to make it happen. And there is a determination and a discipline that comes with doing. I'm going to do it even if it's hard. I'm going to do it even if I cry. I'm going to do it even if I fall down on those skis 1800 times, I'm going to do it. So the doing, it has a sense of determination and a sense of discipline about it, but there's also some nerves around it. It might be a little bit exciting, but it also might be a lot terrifying. So doing can definitely feel that scary nerve wracking sense of like, holy cow, what is even happening right now? And also I'm going to keep going. Dreaming serves a purpose and doing serves a purpose. So dreaming serves a purpose of hope and vision and clarity and joy and escape. I'm going to say this again. So dreaming serves the purpose of hope and vision and clarity and joy and escape. And those can serve different purposes at different times in our life. If you're going through a really hard time, dreaming can be the thing that gets you through dreaming about what it's going to be like when you get through that tough time. That's hope. That's joy. That's escape. That's a vision. You might get a lot of clarity around that dream. So dreaming can serve a huge purpose in a tough time. And dreaming also serves a purpose in not tough times. It also serves purpose to keep us focused on vision and clarity and what we want in the direction that we're going. It keeps us focused on like, what's the next right step? Doing serves a fuller, more complete, different purpose and experience though. Because with doing comes a sense of pride, a sense of momentum, a sense of accomplishment. Doing leads to increased self-worth. Dreaming does not lead to increased self-worth. In fact, sometimes dreaming leads to less lowered self-worth because it's so passive and you find yourself never in action. If you only indulge in dreaming and never in doing, it's actually going to probably decrease your self-worth over time. So doing increases your self-worth because even though you have to take a right and then a left and you have to make a U-turn and it's real messy, that leads to a sense of accomplishment, a sense of momentum, and a sense of pride that will positively impact your self-worth over time. Also doing can create a new and evolved sense of identity. And this is major. Doing creates a new and evolved sense of identity. 
So when I was feeling really stuck when Vinny was little for those first three years that Vinny was around, (laughs) those first three years of motherhood, and I was working at the gym, I loved it. I loved what I had built, but it wasn't fulfilling me on every level anymore. Like it was taking me a long time to find my footing there. And when I was able to start to build something and move toward a new dream with the podcast and building a community around the podcast, that was doing That was a sense of pride, a sense of momentum, a sense of accomplishment, a sense of increased self-worth and a sense of evolved identity. My identity started to shift and I was like, oh wait, now this is who I am now. This is who I'm becoming. Instead of being like Sarah from 2012, I was like, oh wait, now I can see, you know, I started the show in 2016. So I started to have the sense of like, I can see now what Sarah of 2017 looks like. I can see what Sarah of 2018, 2019, 2020 looks like. When Vinny was really little back in 2012, 2013, I was like, who is Sarah? Like, (laughs) Sarah, who is Sarah of 2012? I had no idea. And I had no sense of where she was going. And I had no sense of like where I wanted her to go. And that was overwhelming. It was exhausting. It was scary because I felt like to not have a sense of where you're going it's not a super comfortable feeling if you're like not feeling great about where you're at. If you're feeling pretty stuck and feeling like, hmm, I think I'm a new me now, but I don't know who that is. And I'm not really sure I like this new me. And I don't really know what this new me is all about because there's been this massive shift in my life and I don't have the opportunity or the option to go back. And that was very much how motherhood impacted me, where I was like, I'm clearly a different person. And what do I do with that? Where do I go from here? How do I create new boundaries and new rules for myself and new rules of engagement and new dreams and new desires? And how do I act on that? Like it was all big and overwhelming. And it really starts with dreaming. It started with me thinking about being on a stage, teaching on an international level, coaching women in a new and different capacity that was not about weight loss, like it had been at the gym. It started with those kinds of dreams. And then from there, as I was able to get more clear in my dreams, as I had, again, remember the purpose of dreaming is hope, vision, clarity, joy, and escape. So as I started to establish hope and vision and clarity and joy and escape while I was in that tough spot, then I could start to think of, oh, okay, now I can see where I want to be. And now I need to start taking action steps to get there. So I was able to start taking those action steps those series of lefts and rights and highs and lows and taking the wrong turns, taking that beautifully imperfect action that I was very, very, very proud of at the end of the day, even before it resulted in anything big, even before it resulted in, you know, almost 700 iTunes reviews that we have now or almost 2 million downloads. I was super, super proud of it because I showed up and I took a series of steps left, right, up, down, backwards, like turn around, flip it around, (laughs) throw it upside down. But I kept moving and I felt a sense of pride and accomplishment around that. That felt really good. And that action, that's really where your identity starts to shift is in that taking action, in that sense of momentum, in that sense of pride that comes from it. Even if you don't know where you're going, like I did not know for quite a while where I was going with this podcast. I was like, I don't know, it feels good. Maybe someday I'll do something more with it. Literally like the first year, especially a year, a year is a long time. Like a year for me, that was 104 episodes. So I did this 104 times with this idea of like, not really sure what we're doing here. I invested tens of thousands of dollars into learning about this and getting coaching around it and surrounding myself with other people who were doing this, trying to figure out like, how can I make this something that's worthwhile? How can I turn this into a bigger dream and a bigger vision? So all of that 
was messy and imperfect and very much in the unknown. It was scary and nerve wracking and definitely a ton of uncertainty, but also a sense of determination and discipline. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do this every single Monday. I'm going to do it every single Wednesday, and I'm just going to see what happens. And I think this is going to be a game changer. And I could tell pretty quickly that it was going to be a game changer. And I just kept doing it and kept showing up. And some days it went really well. And other days it was really awful. And if you go back and listen to some of the episodes, oh my gosh, there's a few in there that I don't even have the courage to go back and listen to them. I just let them live there in the archives for people to have a good laugh at. There's a few though where I had like not so much around my sense of direction. This episode is supported by Nutrafol. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? If you're among them, you are not alone. Thinning hair is normal, but it's not openly talked about, so it can feel lonely and frustrating and sometimes even embarrassing when you're going through it yourself. Join the over one million people who are doing something about their thinning hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over one million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Oh my gosh, I am a heavy shedder, so if you are a heavy shedder, or if you are someone who's wanting to thicken your hair, I definitely want you to try out Nutrafol. I have loved using it myself, and I know multiple other people who've used it and have found great results. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. To get started, you can take their hair quiz on Nutrafol.com, which will give you a personalized health plan based on your special root causes. Nutrafol is committed to helping you identify root causes of any shedding or hair loss so that you can really start to rebuild healthy hair in a way that is customized to you. So take the first steps to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code SHAMELESS. Find out why 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Go to Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code SHAMELESS. Nutrafol.com, code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So not having a sense of direction, this leads into decisiveness. (laughs) And like I said at the beginning, I think one of the hardest things for me about being an entrepreneur is making decisions constantly. 
And decisiveness is a struggle for a perfectionist. And I think this is probably why it's such a struggle for me. And the other day, what I realized is entrepreneurship, I love it. I think it's extremely exhilarating. It gives me a ton of energy, a ton of pride, but I also find it exhausting at times. And the exhausting part of it is the decision fatigue. It is constant decisions. And I was actually, as I realized this the other day, I was recognizing like, wow, for 16 years, I've been throwing myself up against like decision after decision after decision. And when you mix that in with the decision fatigue of motherhood, I think, I think that's where it gets to feel like a lot sometimes because there's so much decision fatigue in motherhood as well. Like, you know, how am I going to make sure that my kid eats his vegetables and what camps should he go to and what schools should he go to and this and that, like what play dates and what's the best way to do consequences and homework and like just everything. And so when every role that you're in in life is just like decision <laughs> overwhelm, it feels cumbersome. And we can really get stuck in analysis paralysis. You've all heard my example of like, I couldn't order bottle nipples off of Amazon because I had was like stuck in analysis paralysis around reading reviews on all these different brands of bottle nipples. So you can imagine if that's a struggle for me, the day in day out decisions of running multiple businesses has also been definitely wearing at times. So decisiveness is a struggle for me. And I've learned a lot about it. And I'm better at decision making, but it still remains probably the number one struggle. I love so many things about what I do that it brings me a ton of joy. Even when things are hard, like I would never do anything else. I would never quit what I'm doing. I would never stop being my own boss and working for myself and stop being an entrepreneur. But I also recognize that that is my weakness is the decisiveness and that decision making can be a struggle for me and it can take a lot of energy out of me. So I want to talk about some do's and don'ts around decision making, because really when it comes to making that transition from dreaming into doing, it's all about decision making. Like you have to make decisions to go from one to the other and the doing requires decision. And if you're not a decision maker and someone that decides like we're taking path A and we're doing step number one tomorrow, like if you can't get clear on that and be super committed, and again, going back to that determination and discipline, you will just live with the dream forever and the dream will never become something that you do and the dream will never actually live. The dream will ultimately die. And if you're someone who's had a lot of dreams die, you know that doesn't feel good. You have to get to that place of doing if you want all the glory that comes with owning your dreams. So the first thing I want you to do with decisiveness is be willing to take action without a predictable income. So the first thing I want you to do when it comes to decisiveness is be willing to take action without a predictable outcome. And this is terrifying. I absolutely recognize that. Taking action without a predictable or certain outcome is really hard and really scary. You have to have a lot of self-trust, a lot of conviction, a lot of courage, and a strong sense of self to recognize like, I'm going to do this no matter how hard it is. I don't know how it's going to end, but here we go. And recognizing within that, one of Marie Forleo's sayings that I love, Marie Forleo is an online entrepreneur as well. She says, everything is figure outable. So recognizing that everything is figure outable. So you don't need that certain or predictable outcome if you know that everything is figure outable. And that really is true. I mean, there's very few things that are not figure outable. 
So once you recognize that and you embrace, everything is figure outable. So it doesn't matter if I screw up. It doesn't matter if it takes twice as long. It doesn't matter if I make the wrong choice the first time, the second time, the third time. I can figure all that out as I go. And I will figure that all out because I'm capable, I'm resourceful, I'm strong. Number two, be quick and nimble. And being quick and nimble is something that I've had to work on because I used to not be so quick and I've gotten much quicker. I actually took the coldest like personality index that's used often in professional spaces called the Colby index. I think it's called the Colby. It's called Colby, Colby index or Colby something, Colby test. And one of the categories is quick start. And I was like, not at all a quick start. I was actually, and I don't remember the counterpart to that, but it was something like you're so busy analyzing that you don't ever start anything. And that was where I scored high on analyzer and like data collector and low on quick start, like just being someone who immediately implements things. And I've really shifted in that a lot in the last couple of years. So I haven't retaken the test, but I was just talking with someone about this the other day, recognizing like I used to be someone that wouldn't take action until I knew everything. And now I'm like, I'm going to take all the action. I'm going to figure it out later because I recognize that that momentum is really, really crucial. And I recognize that results follow momentum. So speed of implementation is actually really key to success. And so you have to be quick and nimble. So you implement quickly, you be quick and you implement quickly and then be nimble. So as soon as you implement and you're like, oh, wait, that's going south. Okay, shift it over here. And so being quick and nimble allows you to continue to have an upward trend in growth and in success. Even if there's, again, like having to take lefts and rights and make U-turns, the trend will be upward if you can be quick and nimble. If you can react when things start to fall apart, oh, wait, wrong turn. Okay, we're going to reshift and pivot over here. Next, identify yourself as a decisive action-oriented person. Really, really embrace this. Embrace, I am decisive. I'm a decision maker. I am an action taker. And really, really embrace that. And like literally like write it everywhere. Put it in dry erase markers on your mirror so that you see it every morning. I am a decision maker and I am an action taker because if you can identify as a decision maker and an action taker, that will take you so far because decision makers and action takers can course correct all day, every damn day to make things right if they screw up. So I am a decision maker. I am an action taker. Super, super important in decisiveness. And especially when you're on that path of doing and really stepping away from the dreaming into the doing so that you can get that end result that you really, really want. So now I have three don'ts for you. Don't waste time in indecision. (laughs) This has probably cost me many, many, many dollars. I've spent a lot of time in indecision. And I still say I suck in this, to be honest, but I'm way, way better about it. So don't waste time in indecision. It is a massive energy suck and it will compromise your sense of self-worth because you will get stuck in your own head and you will decide that you're not worthy, you're not capable, you're not qualified, you're not ready yet, you need to wait till next year. Like you will talk yourself out of things all day long. Do not waste time in indecision. Don't be fatalistic about outcomes. So head south when things aren't going quite the way you wanted. You're thinking like, oh, well, I you know, thought I was going to get an A plus on this. And as it turns out, it's kind of all falling apart or blowing up. Don't be fatalistic. You can fix it. You can course correct. You can shift. You can pivot at any time. And you're not a failure because you had to do that. That's the nature of doing. Again, the nature of doing is beautiful imperfection, constant, beautiful imperfection that will lead you to a beautifully imperfect end result. Because dreams 
look perfect without that little like haze on them. Like, you know, when someone's dreaming when you're watching a TV show or a movie and they have like that little haze on them, that's not what it looks like in reality. The actual dream when you're living it, it's always beautifully imperfect. Like there's always something where you're like, this is amazing. I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I'm here. I'm so excited. I'm so proud. And also there's some things a little quirky about this that I didn't quite plan on. Like that's just always how it is, right? So even, I mean, like, you know, using shameless mom con, like shameless mom con exceeded my dreams and expectations in every single way. And still I was like, there was some funny little things that we need to fix and change and shift for next year. And that's fine. That is beautiful imperfection. So don't be fatalistic about outcomes because you're going to figure it out. Like I said, there's very few things that are truly irreversible and unfigureoutable. So as soon as you start to find yourself in that place of like, oh my gosh, here we go. It's all blowing up. I knew I couldn't do it. And getting in that fatalistic mindset about like, now I'm a failure. Everyone already told me I was a failure. I should have never done it. No, 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 no. There are very few things that are irreversible and unfigureoutable. So now you have the opportunity to course correct. You have the opportunity to use your resources. You have the opportunity to like really show who you are, to maintain your determination and your discipline and to stick it out because it will be worth it. So just don't be fatalistic about your outcomes. And then do not get stuck weighing the pros and the cons, being stuck in analysis paralysis. So this is where we get stuck in like research mode, data collection, planning. Planning is different than doing. So there is some planning that needs to happen before we do things. Yes. And also you don't have to plan everything. Plan like the next two or three steps and then go. Do not plan out a year's worth of steps. Do not plan out 37 things that you're going to do before you can take the first step. You're going to plan the next one to three steps and you're going to start doing them today. When we get stuck in weighing the pros and cons, when we get stuck in the data collection, when we get stuck in the analysis, we stay paralyzed and stuck and we don't ever get closer to the dream. We don't even get into doing mode half the time. We stay stuck in that planning mode and this happens all the time. So stop getting stuck in the planning of the doing and get down to the doing of the doing. So around decisiveness, six things here, just to recap and refresh, be willing to take action without a predictable outcome. Be quick and nimble, identify as a decision maker and an action oriented person. Remember, I am a decision maker and an action taker. Don't waste time in indecision. Don't be fatalistic about outcomes and don't get stuck weighing your pros and cons, data collection, research, analysis, paralysis. Okay. So that takes you from dreaming into doing, working through your indecisiveness to become a decision maker and an action taker so that now you are in a place to start the doing and actually live in the dreams that have been existing only in your head and your heart. Got it? So I want to know. I want to know what the dreams are. I want to know what you're doing. I want to know your next action step. So pop over in our private Facebook group. Let me know. Share this episode with people who you know are stuck in their dreams and not doing anything about them and help them get through this indecision around them so that they can start to take action so that they can be decision makers and action takers and dream makers. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash 
Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.